Hey everybody, welcome to the SBP podcast, the voice of mobile film. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to episode 45. 2018 is almost over, and I want to take a minute here to thank all of you for listening. Giving a voice to this niche, mobile film, has always been very important to me. And the ability to share discussions with people like you all around the world is not only remarkable, but it's super appreciated. It's not the easiest thing to do with the time difference. You know, actually, that can be tough. Also, as you know, running the film festival and other programs is also a challenge. But we're going into 2019, and I look back to this podcast, and I am so grateful to our guests and our listeners. That's you. It's good to know that our guests are able to give a voice to this awesome movement, to give power to storytelling through film and video to everyone who has a phone with a camera. But no matter where you are in the universe or what the limitations of your resources are, all of you can do it, thanks to the phone that's always with you. I do hope that this podcast has inspired you. Actually, I want to ask you directly, has it? Because if it has, then tag us on social media at SBP Podcast and share it with us. Let us know. I mean, I want to know. There is no amount of money and no amount of followers that can equal you sharing that with me. I think our guests would actually love to hear that too. So if you can, tag them and share that you've heard them in our podcast. So listen, not everyone is celebrating the same holidays right now. So in order to cover every one of you, I wish all of you, wherever you are, wherever and whatever you're celebrating during this time of year, a very happy holiday and uh, a super amazing 2019 too. We will see you again next year because we are going to, okay, well, so I am going to take some time during the holidays to work on the film festival. And by the way, in case you didn't know, that's taking place on April 27th and 28th, 2019 in San Diego. And you know what? This is a good time to announce our guest for this podcast. Kind of think of it. I might as well just hurry up and get there, right? So his name is Ross Perkins. He will be here in San Diego for the film festival screening his very first film. Yeah, the very first film. He's never made a film before, ever. But he is an actor. And uh, now he's also a filmmaker. So he's been acting for quite some time, and from that experience, he got the bug. That's the creator bug that I'm talking about. But there, here's the thing. He made a great full-length feature film using his iPhone. Can you believe that? His very first film ever, he makes a full-length feature film and then shoots it with an iPhone. It was so good that it was selected to screen as a part of our mobile feature film competition this year. You will find more information about our film festival at www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com. Okay, so are you ready to listen to his story? His film is called Madhouse, and if you come to the film festival here in San Diego, you'll be able to see it and meet Ross Perkins who will be flying in from Australia in person. So, let's go talk to Ross. Welcome to the SBP podcast. How you doing there, Ross? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, Ross Pe- Perkins <laughs> is uh, is in Sydney in Australia, and he was just telling me about how they're going through summer while we here in San Diego are going through, you know, extravagant, horrible snow. No, we're not, but still. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I painted a picture. It was very vivid. It's in the 70s here, but we're cold. (laughs) 
Um, so uh, Ross is one of the feature film, um, I almost said actor, but you're one of the feature filmmakers uh, mm-hmm. who is coming to San Diego in April for the film festival to screen uh, your your wonderful film, actually. And so I wanted to introduce you to our listeners. You can't see them. They're little ghosts. <laughs> um, and they can't see you. You're a ghost. <laughs> but, um, but we wanted to share this, uh, this with them because you are basically the first full featured length film uh, uh, contestant in, oh, wow. in the film festival. Yes. Um, and so, because we had it last year, but not enough people were making mobile films, like, mm-hmm. you know, that long. I mean, Hollywood was, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, regular people, I mean, it takes a lot more work. Although, you know, I want to share with our listeners that this is, the Ross is mainly, or, or maybe was, right, an mm-hmm. actor. Um, mm-hmm. And this is your very first film. So why don't you share a little bit about you know, who Ross Perkins is and, um, and somehow if you can slip in there, uh, how long you have been acting and what made you want to be an actor as well? Um, well, primarily I'm a film buff. So I love movies. I probably have watched about four movies a week and, uh, that started way back uh, when I was a kid. Um, I'm the youngest of six. So I've got three older brothers and two sisters and growing up, we all shared a tiny 30-centimeter TV, <laughs> and uh, you had to watch what everyone else had to watch. And my brothers are a lot bigger than I am. They're about six foot. And uh, Top Gun was always on rotation on a VHS tape. Uh, Die Hard on rotation, Lethal Weapon. So I was kind of raised on those sorts of films, <laughs> which uh, yeah, so no Disney movies. Um, and that really instilled... Uh, the love of acting, just watching uh, the Bruce Willis's and the Mel Gibson's. And uh, that's where it all started for me. Um, and then also the, the joy of doing it. Um, I think I love the focus when you're acting. Um, all the white noise goes away and you can just concentrate on the person you're in a scene with. That's really appealing to me. Um, and also, especially when you're young, I've been acting through high school. And uh, it's a pretty angsty age to be in, <laughs> a lot of angst. Um, so it was a wonderful catalyst to get all of that stuff out of my system, acting. And uh, it, it stuck with me ever since. So when you, you know, um, acting, you were just talking about acting in, in high school. And um, mm. that's actually, I mean, I don't know. I think most schools do offer, you know, I don't know about what they call it there, but they call it drama the drama classes here. Yeah, yeah, we had that, yeah. Um, um, in fact, um, in my year, I was one of the first years to actually have it. Um, so when I started school, um, they, they didn't have it before I got there, which is lovely. Oh, so you brought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. And, did, and um, you know, also the drama departments and the, the, the kids in the school or the teenagers, whatever, that are in high school acting usually are um, <laughs> the funnest group, right? Because they're pretty much crazy and random and um, willing to do just about anything for attention, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was wonderful. Um, and then I kept doing it. I started uh, looking for acting classes outside school. Um, hassled my parents for that. And uh, my parents have always been encouraging. Um, and, uh, then from there I went to university and studied theater. And then from that, I moved to England and I did a, attended a drama school called the Method Studio. And that was, uh, big on voice and, uh, the English, very classical form of theater. And then I went to LA, um, and I studied at the Beverly Hills Playhouse and that changed my life. Um, made me, a a better actor, I think. Uh, when I first started, they kind of had to beat the acting out of me. Uh, the first scenes that I had to do in front of people, it was always kind of met with, what the hell was that? You know? <laughs> so uh, they kind of uh, made it, gave me the confidence to be myself. 
when I'm acting, which is something I never had before. Yeah, because um, actually I was talking to someone who coaches acting and teaches it, and he was telling me that uh, they're they're not really acting or performing. They're really uh, just playing uh, sort of like... I guess he was trying to say that um, they that if you're acting, you're so much into your character that you don't feel like you're performing. Yeah, yeah. The um, and you get that. I think. I mean, I don't think I possessed that quality before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Playhouse really nurtured that. Um, but it's it's probably a little bit more exhausting. Um, after you've done a scene, what requires a lot of you. Um. It is hard to maintain that energy. Um, and also, I'm not a, um, a method actor. Um, I uh, kind of do it in the moment. And um, I, I prepare, um, but I do leave it at the door. That's interesting. So, I mean, in a way, that almost sounds like a gift. Um, I give it a lot of attention. Um, I, f- I focus on it a great deal. Um, and I've had to work at it. Um, it didn't happen overnight. Well, most definitely not. I mean, yeah, that's that's fantastic. So you you've been so you come from the stage, and then you've done some camera acting as well, right? I mean, film acting. Yeah, I love doing theater. Um, the best thing about theater is you're following a character from the first scene all the way to the very end. And that's wonderful because you get to experience it almost in real time. Yeah. Um, but when you're doing a film, of course, it's completely out of sequence. So you get there and they go, well, this is page 15. Um, so this happened beforehand. And you you, didn't, you never experienced it. You just got to uh, go from your gut or be directed. Um, so uh, the beauty of theatre is you get to track it from beginning, middle and end. And and they are different. I mean, the root of it's the same. You portraying a character, but um, there are tricks with camera. Like you've got to be more still. Um, the camera picks up everything, so you, you can't really act too much. The camera doesn't really like acting, i found. Um, so you have to – and then you also can't be self-conscious. Um, it, it's I've heard that self-consciousness is, is the death of acting, um, and the camera will, will, will smell that out. Wow. Yeah, I mean – uh, I've worked on film sets where the actor has, you know, four people, you know, he's supposed to be alone, having a moment, and it's a close-up because he's having a moment, so you're, they're trying to pick up the emotion and everything, and <laughs> there's like four people all around, and we're, they're literally within inches, the lenses yeah. of the camera within inches of his nose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm no, like, I, I don't know how I would be able to do that, you know? It depends on the size of the camera. I mean, with mm-hmm. the Madhouse, I found that because the ca- it's an iPhone uh, that you're throwing around, so um, a lot of the um, the tension that you can get from having a giant rig in your face <laughs> a quarter of an inch away, um, that kind of goes with, and that's one of the reasons why um, the, the the Madhouse worked really well. I think. Yeah, I have a, a few questions about how that worked. Um, you know, um, your uh, synopsis for the film, just for our listeners, because they're not going to watch it until they come to San Diego and watch it in our film festival. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's your film later. You could do whatever you want. And you could do whatever you want whenever you want anyway. So, But still, <laughs> <laughs> for purposes of this podcast, <laughs> um, so the synopsis uh, says, Dale Mortimer is a successful businessman with a wife and a daughter. His happy home life is destroyed when three junkies uh, use Dale's smartphone to use his personal information against him and hold his family hostage but of course it's a lot crazier than that <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah hence the name madhouse <laughs> I, I gotta thank you for um skirting through all the spelling and grammar errors so thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> um but what i wanted to share with people so so basically it's called madhouse um and i just i wanted to ask you because you're talking about the actors right so mm-hmm. so you are acting in the film and you're mm-hmm. directing mm. 
And you're the camera person a lot of times too, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now, <laughs> so we were just talking about having the cameras and you said something about flinging it around, right? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> get, get painting a picture for our listeners. How the heck are you supposed to direct and pay attention to what is being filmed, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have ideas because I troubleshoot <laughs> where I would say, oh, we'll just do this. And then, you know, like in my case, I would say, oh, we'll just film it. And because we're on an iPhone, we'll just replay it. And if it looks good to me, we won't have to do a retake. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what I did. Um, the takes were long. Um, okay. So that would slow things down a little bit. But. I think what helped me was that it is almost like a found footage film. Mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't too concerned with the visuals. Um, I wanted to block everyone, the actors. Um, I think I might have had a harder job if I was dealing with um, lighting rigs and uh, the placement of the camera. Um, I was very happy to have it roam in the space. Um, one of my concerns was um, I didn't want too much equipment. I mean, also, it wasn't a choice. I didn't have any. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I, I wanted the camera to have a free reign in the room. So if it caught, if it kept moving, I was cool with that. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, too, in, in relating it to acting, you know, I would think maybe you, you, I want you to correct me here or, or add to this, but I would think that because the actors and the actors, all of you guys did a terrific job, uh, in staying in character, right? Yes. Thank you. Thank and, you. No, you really did. I mean, you know, you're watching this at first and you're thinking, is this really like real found footage, you know, <laughs> or is this like the whole thing is an act, you know, it, you, you kind of question yourself as you're watching it um, in which you should be because uh, that's you're, you're, all, you're a part of the story as a viewer, you know, mm. in that sense. It's like you're watching this footage and you're going, are these people for real? <laughs> you know? And so the fact that I think that everyone was holding the camera themselves, you know, like we're all used to holding our my phone lives in my hand, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so we're all used to that. And I think that maybe because of that, um, it enabled the acting to not have to break. You know, you were just talking about scene 15 here, scene two later and, you know, and things like that, but maybe you could still do that here and which I'm sure you had to. Um, but at the same time, the scenes weren't broken up in a way that, they couldn't stay in character because they were shooting themselves. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I um, I think I think uh, I, I looked for good actors. Um, I they're also they all had their own processes. Um, I only had one rule really, which is the actors had to respect each other's processes. So whatever they've got to do, uh, if one of them needs to go off into a corner and you know ball their eyes out. Um, you have to allow that person to do that and you can't make fun of them. Um, but other than that, that was my only rule. Um, but I'm a big believer in um, focus. So I also want to have fun. So we had a, a, the happiest time of my life was making the movie. Um, but before each setup, I would tell the, the actors, I just go, I'll just, just prepare. And they knew what that meant. That meant just focus on what you're about to do. Um, and that helped to keep them uh, focused. It was, it was horribly, and I mean that in a good way, <laughs> it was horribly <laughs> uh, realistic. It really was. Um, it's, a, it's, it's got some violence. It's a thriller comedy. Um, mm. At first I was like... Comedy. That's cool. I wasn't... <laughs> yeah, say that again. Oh, I'm glad that you got the comedy. Um, I'm glad that you found it funny. Yeah, well, there there were parts when I was like, okay, this is not funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it yeah. it Let's has. Go yeah, well, okay. So what I've noticed from uh, Australian films, for the most yeah. part, is that you have a different style of comedy, which is like dark comedy, and yeah. kind yeah. of yeah. like okay, remember that scene you've seen 
Pulp Fiction? Mm, yeah. Okay, you know that scene? It's my favorite scene. I know this is going to Is it the needle? Like... No. Oh, no, okay. No, I don't like those. <laughs> it's the one where um, they're all in the car and they're messing around with the gun. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. goes off. It just blows this guy's brains out right in the back yeah. seat, right? And it was yeah. just like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> it was so random. That's, to me, uh, like one of the best examples I could give to our listeners of what I think Australian uh, comedy in, in this in in action films and, and things like that are are like right. Mm, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's, not, it's not all crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and so um, so there's a lot of that in this film, um, but you know, like okay, so you had. Let me let me go because I do have this is a conversation, but I I do want to touch on something. So I I've got a couple of things that I wanted to ask you. Now, first of all, did you have any external sound recording, or did you just grab everything with a phone? Uh, I had a very good friend uh, that I used to work with uh, called Missy Mel, and she, I, she works at a um uh, a very prominent film school in Australia mm-hmm. called um, Afters. And uh, I told her what I was doing and she gave me a wonderful education. So she told me that I needed to get a small shotgun mic, uh, a road mic for the phone. So it had that. Um, and I also bought four lapel mics uh, for the actors. And then she also told me to back everything up Um and then she told me to just, I already had a camera. Um, so she said like a real video camera and she said, just hide that in the set with the sound going with, with a mic sticking out of it. So that's hidden in the set. Um, and, uh, that should cover everything that should cover all your bases. And if I could plant all of these things before each shot, then that was, that was how I did the audio. Wow. So you used, uh, when, when you say real camera and to most of our listeners, the real camera is the one in your pocket, right? Um, when you used, uh, a, a, a camera, right. Instead of a phone that was basically just to record the audio or just to yes. cover in case. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to cover the audio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it was, it's hidden. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's good because there's some overlapping on the audio when you're stopping the camera, you know, or passing it from one person to another. And I could just imagine, you know, even with the hands going over, you know, on the, on the, when I say camera, I'm going, I mean the phone, yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. covering the microphone and all kinds of things like that. So that, that's why I was asking, cause the sound is great on the film as well. Oh, terrific. That's a massive relief. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> Sounds you... hard to fit. It really is. Um, and, and especially uh, in post. Um, sure. that there's a lot of, and it is dialogue heavy, the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, um, th- that means a lot. So thank you. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of the dialogue, I mean, this, this, this film was, I mean, it's very easy to forget um, that you're watching a film that was shot with phones, even mm. though it's right there in your face that it was shot with phones. Yeah, one of my things that I wanted to do was um, the house has a lot of windows in it, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted reflections. I, I wanted you better see um, the characters holding the phones while the scenes are taking place, yeah. uh, just to kind of break that fourth wall a bit. Um, so I'm proud of how that turned out. Well, yeah, and also because it's it's just completely obvious that I mean it's part of the the camera the 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 phone <laughs> is mm. is one of the characters in your film. Yes, yes, yeah, that's right. So that's uh, the device I used to tell the story. So there's text messages, phone calls, photos, um, GPS, maps. GPS, yeah, yeah, apps. Um, so structurally it's the same like it's a beginning middle and an end um but i kind of wanted the film to be almost like a patchwork quilt just um if that makes sense yeah yeah it does i mean everything 
everything so the way that the film flows it's it's so realistic so first of all you've got this film where it's shot with a phone uh found footage right so that already gives it that realistic film but you did something that i haven't seen in any films like this before which is you really incorporated the you know what we go through in our daily lives we don't stop to think about it we just i mean it's a part of us you know mm -hmm. um what we do on the phone so yeah so yeah. part of our life story the stitching of the quilt of our lives now involves things that we do on the phone like for example if i get you know what i want to have fish tacos i wonder how they make i'm those are my favorite um <laughs> I, <laughs> but i can't get out of the house <laughs> i can't go out to get tacos so you know what i'm going to find out how they make that sauce so i just naturally go and Google it and get the recipe and then I make it and then it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't think about that. But if somebody was watching the story, right, it's like, oh, she's going to make dinner. Oh, naturally, she goes to Google and gets the recipe. And you incorporate that as part of your your film. And, and it's very natural. Oh, terrific. And, uh, but at the same time, it's like, oh, look what they did there. You know, it's intriguing. Yeah, the one scene, uh, well, there's two. Uh, the one where it's you're just hearing uh, Dale being attacked yeah. um, and, and it's just the audio. That was uh, a bit of a challenge and I always wanted that scene um, and that's all audio. Um, and then also uh, the text message where the Bryce character gets headbutted uh that only came together in the edit um and I, i've learned so many lessons uh particularly with the writing um everything makes sense to me of course because it's in my head it's been living and marinating but does it communicate to an audience that's the big one so it's uh that particular scene took a lot of energy well in the whole the setting for the story itself so for our listeners i mean it starts off very very much like what it's not going to be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah i tricked you <laughs> yeah it's a real trick so it starts off you know uh very placid yeah yeah right? you know yeah. and very you know and you know it's text messages now of course you've got the cute little sounds you know from the the maps and the you know all these little sounds that our phones make and it's setting up the story and the family is very typical and and the whole thing is very um very now like what what we're all like now you know mm. um and um and then it just starts turning and turning and it's next thing you know it's all on fire <laughs> yeah yeah if i could yeah oh if i that was in one draft uh, yeah. but i had to scrap that a mate of mine took me out of it <laughs> yeah no it's great and um and so then again you have all these locations right yeah. um yeah. so you have you have pubs houses streets cars um how did you how did you accomplish this i you know most people will will say you're probably going to say the same thing well because it's a phone we got away mm. with a lot yeah that that's certainly part of it absolutely um what i did because i didn't have a budget well i had a very very small budget um i was more interested in using resources yeah. so the way i got these places was just through the love and kindness of my friends um they all uh, wanted to help me out and i'm forever indebted to all of them um also i had an amazing producer uh, kimberly hart and uh if there's a location she'd be all over it uh, and she was wonderful and i honest to god couldn't have done it without her so um it's uh i had her and that that was the, the biggest thing that i had working for me you had um at one scene you had what like 20 actors in the in the scenes yeah that's the uh the, the house party scene yeah uh, and that's all my friends uh coming to bat coming to help me um and that was i'm sure you had to twist their arms <laughs> <laughs> well we yeah i said that i'm gonna have beer uh, so that helped <laughs> um and that was probably probably one of the happiest moments of my life um 
but I was very busy that night. Um, and <laughs> there was alcohol in the film. Yeah. And uh, I know at one point uh, we did a, a short scene where people were playing a drinking game. And then uh, my first AD, Mitch, he came up to me and said, oh, we've got to organize dinner for everyone. So he bought a bunch of pizzas. And then I was gone for about five minutes. And I think I, I might not have said cut because they're still playing the drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still getting a bit out of hand. Um, so I had to, yeah, to stop that a bit. Um, but no, it was a... Well, you don't that's, stop acting until you hear a cut, no matter what that's happens. That's right. That's right. So they're, they're the method actors. They're <laughs> the real method actors. That's right. <laughs> uh, but they, they were wonderful, I think. Don't you think? They were just running around and causing trouble. That, a lot of that wasn't me directing them. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never been at a party like that before. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was amazing. Uh, and not only that, but there's so much mayhem that, that took place yeah. on, but it's all part of the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to, uh, I think the tone that I was going for was very much in vogue of, um, a clockwork orange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that sense of chaos, um, and the juxtaposition between the, the happy family. Um, one of the things I did was, uh, I watched when I had the idea anyway, is I, I watched every home invasion movie I could. And it's a genre onto itself, home invasion films. Yeah. And I found uh, they're kind of the same <laughs> um, in the, the family when you meet them are generally uh, not getting along. They go through a traumatic event and then at the end, almost always the house burns down um, and then the family's closer for the experience. Uh, but I wanted to kind of go a different way, show the family um, was already pretty, pretty happy um, and then just unleash utter chaos on the poor things yeah and um the family wow <laughs> it was yeah, just like this whole you know like i said in the beginning you have these people going about their lives and everything and um you know then you have this unfolding literally the, like i said before that happens but it's also the characters you know, the family, the people in the family and how that develops. Yeah. I, well, I was my mate, um, Peter Maple, uh, he's in the film yeah. uh, and he watched an early cut. And I think he just a compliment that he gave me was it's almost like a, a train and it's just dropping off all these different characters at different stations, just keeps moving. Um, so, the, and also the other biggest compliment I got was, uh, my friend Chris, who looked at it and he said, uh, asked me the first thing he did when he saw them was ask me where I got the real family from. So that's that's nice. Wow. <laughs> um, so they didn't know each other before we filmed. Um, so uh, Derbler, who's the mum and Matt, I met on a play. And uh, that was one of the first plays I did in Sydney when I came back from the States. And um, I, 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 just, I saw them work together and I just thought they had great chemistry. And then uh, Tequila, who's the, the daughter, Gabby. And she's got the biggest role, I think. She's in every scene. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, she, she, she ends up being the, almost the protagonist. Yes, that's right. That's right. So I kind of wanted to you follow one person at least, have one person in there. Um, and she can convey a lot just by sitting there. Um, so she, she was fantastic. And she was also the wild card. Um, I wrote this character... And I didn't know anyone to play it. Uh, so I had to really try and find not only someone that looked like uh, the daughter of Matt and Derbler, um, but also a really um, gifted actor who's willing to work for free um, or deferred payment. <laughs> um, That's but the also, hardest part. <laughs> oh, and, and be in every scene. Yeah. Um, so she did fantastic. And also her commitment, she lived two hours away. Um, oh, wow. so she would have to, you know, go really go out of her way to be there. Um, and she's fantastic and I'm very, yeah, very proud of all of them. How long, how long did this take you like in pre-production, uh, compared to once you were in production? Um, so <laughs> the production, oh, pre-production, sorry. Yeah. Like, like yeah. did, did it take you longer to plan this 
this mm. whole th- movie before you got it? And then, you know, which which one took longer? Uh, I would say the pre-production. Um, but it also, it's, it's my first feature film, so... Uh, in all honesty, I wasn't even sure if I could do it. <laughs> um, but you did such but, a good job. I yes. mean, I mean, I mean, it's uh, not you know a lot of a, a lot of the the people that you you know you hear talking about how they troubleshoot like in in regular films, right? Like how are they going to mm-hmm. troubleshoot like movies with aliens and things like that that happen? They're apocalyptic movies, and they're going. How can we make this delighting? You know, there was a film I watched um, which had a, had to do with caves. And they mm. said the best way we overcame the problems we were going to have in filming in caves with lighting and things like that was we decided to, you know, have one of the characters is is holding a, you know, like a camcorder and, and you know, recording everything. Yeah, yeah, terrific. And, and so that's it. So it was sloppy, but it, it was okay because that was part of the, the story. But mm. the thing is, in... For a first-time filmmaker, I mean, the story was very well done. It has a lot of really, really good elements to it, I think. Yeah. You know, Thank like, you. The, for example, you know, we were just talking about, you know, the girl, the daughter, and you don't realize when you're first watching that, that she's, it's really almost the... It's like, you know, when you're watching the Walking Dead series, if you've, mm-hmm. if you've been watching that, well, everybody's yeah. like, oh, it's Carl's story. Oh, no, mm-hmm. it's so-and-so's story. It's like, oh, no, it's the little girl's story. You know what I mean? Yes. And so yeah. Yeah. we're talking Hollywood here, but you're kind of doing that thing in the same way. And then at the end, you're going, oh, my God, it's her story. Yeah. Yeah, great. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's- <laughs> It's amazing. And then, of course, you come to the end of the story of the film, and there's a little thing in there, and it says, oh, this was based on a true story. Huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the true story is American, um, and it's horrific. Um, uh, two daughters, a husband and a wife, and the husband survived. Um, and I just found that so horrific. Um, and I wanted to tell that story, but that story is so horrific that I actually dumbed it down. Um, I made it as tasteful as I could. Uh, the real story is just far too horrific. Um, so, uh, and also transplanted it to Australia as well. And, you know, um, I wanted to ask you about that. Did the, when you decided you wanted to make a film, you decided to make a, want to make a film and then you found this true story and decided that's what you would make your film on or was it the other way around? I found the true story first. Okay. Yeah. And I thought that would be a, a, and also the, the, then the iPhone came into it. Um, a big, uh, inspiration for me was the original Blair Witch um i love that too yeah just because of the way it's shot like it is so um grimy and raw and i've seen recent found footage films that have dolby atmos 7.1 audio um and also they've, they've been lit by you know, production designers and stuff like that and i as a choice decided to make and also make my life easier um go a bit more towards the original blair witch yeah, well, you know, I was uh, in college when that film came out. So mm. I experienced that whole, you know, I remember seeing on the uh, on the light posts and things like that, the little, we're looking, have you seen them? Have you, you know, the they're lost. We can't find them, you know. Uh, three people went out to film a documentary. I was, you know, in college, you know, taking classes for, video production and film (laughs) so it was really ironic and um yeah so yeah I loved that film as a matter of fact in in our classes we used that as an example for the most amazing uh marketing of its time oh absolutely yeah yeah I mean I I bought into it when it came out (laughs) (laughs) 
thought it was real. And I remember I stayed to the end to see um, the uh, the following is fiction uh, graphic see, at the end. Did you see the documentary? They There was a documentary about the actual Blair Witch, which included that story and their story in the film uh, before the movie came out. Oh, well, like as a tie-in? Or as yeah, a as a tie-in. Yeah. And they, oh, so they were telling the story about this guy who went out and murdered children and all this stuff as mm. a documentary shot, you know, with footage from, I don't know, the, the 20s and the 30s or something like that. I can't remember. And then they had, um, oh, and this is where they found you know, this footage and they're showing rocks and they're showing that the footage was found underneath this historical, you know, other stuff and made it really creepy, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah. And that was part of their marketing. <laughs> well, I considered at one point um, putting up wanted posters, I mean, missing persons posters for the family, but I thought that's pretty irresponsible. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, well, nowadays things are things have changed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, but at the time, yeah, Blair Witch was, was just, uh, you know, I mean, I remember our instructor calling it genius as far as marketing because mm. they had no budget for marketing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, but oh, oh, man, that's another avenue that I've had to uh, dip my toe in. Um, and uh, I mean, the the platform is there to be able to self promote, um, and social media is such an important element these days. Um, so it's it's all it's probably more possible now to reach a greater number of people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got it. Uh, you were talking about you know, all your films and the people that helped you in mm. making the film. And I'm sure they're helping you with the marketing part as well. Right. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing their best. They, um, I've, the, the, the beauty of this experience is that I've had to follow everything. Um, I've had an education on every level. So I had an education in pre-production had an education in production, uh, post-production I had to become an editor pretty much yeah. um edited the film and that took the best part of a year and a half um so um yeah because you finished it in October of this year yes I finished yeah 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 I only just finished it wow. <laughs> it took that took me yeah a year and a half to to finish it yeah and so now, when you, when, you know, part of, part of post-production is, you know, the marketing part and social media and everything, but does it make it any easier because it was shot with the phone to, to you know, to market it as, you know, uh, like, are, do, you, do you promote it on Instagram and things? I, I would have had so much fun promoting this uh, on Instagram, create like its own account and, and just as you're producing stuff here's a shot of this and that and it looks yeah, very I, I, wrong <laughs> <laughs> um like i said I'm, i really am still learning i mean i have just finished it um so now i'm starting to really explore where it can go and how to do it and uh, and i am interested in self-promotion as well as an avenue um so I, i'm really picking up tips <laughs> Well, that is, I mean, that's something you have to do now. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I teach uh, a class of um, in, a, in a high school here in San Diego, and I tell them, um, I said that to them, uh, that you have to promote yourself, and then uh, as you're going to become your own brand. Yes, you know? branding, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, when you – you know, there's there's E.T., there's all these movies that Steven Spielberg makes, right? But when you think of, oh, I'm, I'm in the mood for, you usually say a Steven Spielberg's movie or something mm. like that. That's how well his branding is. So everybody thinks of him and then he has produced and made all these films. Mm. You know, they're, they're like under him. Um, and so there's a lot of people that will create social media just for the films. And then mm. when the film is done, right, and they're done mm. promoting it, it's it just sits there. Yeah. Yeah, I, a friend of mine who told me that he spent uh, a day uh, removing those sites from his books uh, in distribution. 
Um, so, I mean, only because uh, well and truly they'd been and gone, those films. Yeah. But now imagine that you have the home, right, being you as the filmmaker. Mm, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> well, I mean, you might think it's scary, but that's you are the, the brand, you are the filmmaker, who, and these are every film is a product of yours. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that if nothing else, it keeps me, uh, uh, I think, true to me, um, wanting to make movies um, that make me happy and make me uh, and stories that I want to tell. Twisted um, so, stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was one of the questions that I had for you also. Um, so first of all, on a scale of one to ten, how do you feel about filmmaking compared to acting? Uh, one to ten? Yeah. I would say, these, honestly, in all honesty, um, acting to me is a ten and filmmaking to me is a, a ten. Um, I, I found something else I love equally. Um, yeah, I really do uh, love them both. And also the, the amount of skills that um, I've recruited throughout this process has been really valuable. Um, and I've had to learn everything. I had to learn audio. I had to learn film. Thankfully, not on my own. Um, I've had wonderful people that I can go to and ask them, pick their brain. Um, and I do short film sketches. So I do these quick comedy sketches because um, a lot of my friends are hilarious. Um, and uh, I use that as my training ground. So um, I do some research on uh, camera movements or some sort of sound design or color grading. And then as an exercise, I'll film their sketches, uh, put them together. But that's just me trying to get better at it. And I love being on a film set. Um, being on a film set is where I'm most happy, uh, whether it's an actor or carrying wires. Uh, or directing. So um, I think it's important to do what makes you happy, right? Yeah. And, you know, like when I started out, I remember I every time somebody said, oh, I need a PA or I need a script supervisor or I need, you know, someone to hold the mic or whatever it was, I was like, me, I'll do it for free. Yeah, because, yeah, that's, that's that's me. Yeah, yeah totally. because that's um, first of all, you meet awesome people. Yes, and yeah. and independent filmmaking, um, not in studio and and big budget films or anything like that, but in independent, you know, more casual, like what you did, right? You mm. you get to experience it, but you get to learn. You have people that are more experienced and less experienced, um, learning from each other. Mm, that's right yeah you know on sets uh i remember being on sets where there were uh uh guys there that have had worked on the the special effects um in uh, pirates of the caribbean oh wow that's a big job i know right <laughs> and yeah. they were they you know as long as they like you they're willing to share <laughs> their, yeah, yeah. their stories that's right you know, and how they, and they love to do that. They love to say, this is, this is how this effect is done. Did you know this? And, you know, they're real people, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I've experienced nothing but kindness. I haven't, I've been very lucky. I haven't dealt with any divas or anyone who's rude. Um, they've always been really forthcoming. Um, and uh, most of the time when I ask, uh, you know, oh, can you help me out with something? They'll do it, which is lovely. So I'm very uh, – and then also I am – anything they want from me, I'm all over as well. Um, so help each other out. Uh, but I think especially for filmmaking, it's uh, – and it's such a small industry. Um, everyone knows everyone. Um, so it's important how you behave on a film set. Um, so I've only met lovely people that are more than willing to help. And, and you know, I will tell you that – from my experience and it's 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 pretty standard no matter where you are in the world that people who are involved in film like you said it is a small industry but that's because it's it's um very unique people these are people that are willing to their arms could be falling off and they're going to continue <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's the ultimate team 
it's 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 unbelievable not only in in the sense of creativity and being able to troubleshoot on the spot mm-hmm. optimism it's going to get done we're going to get this done don't worry about it you know at the yeah. same time and then we're going to make this happen no matter what happens um here I'll give you a bone out of my finger right now just to make that work <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like it's uh it's crazy but i'll tell you one of the reasons why i started this this whole platform and the idea of making movies with phones and giving people with a dream to make their films uh a place to do it with a real genuine film festival came from that love for the people in the industry that that do that because there were so many times i meet people on set and their dream was to make a movie but you know, they're the PA or the whatever, and everybody, you know, has that. And, um, and it's like, well, you know what, how can I help you out? You know, like you say, they help you out. How can you help back? And this was one way for me to say, well, I'm giving back to these people because I, I truly love them. You know, even filmmakers I've never met before, I would go on set and I loved them before they even, I even met them. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure they're all very very grateful well it, it, the the whole thing is like it's it becomes family yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. So, and it's sad when a film finishes because then you um you, you don't really get to see everyone in the same spot again um so and you, sometimes you do. you do sometimes you yeah, get you go right. on another yeah. film and you're like oh my god you know and yeah. you love to keep doing that you were talking about the actors that you made in the play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they ended up in your film. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, um, I I know the kind of actors I like, um, and everyone in the film is amazing um, to work with, and I'd work with them a million times over. Um, I really respect um, uh, what I, I really did uh, leave them alone in many regards. Uh, there weren't too many notes um because i was really happy with what they're doing um and their, their level of commitment was important um we shot over 14 days and the fact that they kept turning up and wanting to be there and sacrificed work or um some social time to be there and help me out was fantastic it's a special you know um to bring our listeners into this um it's like this whole, you know, because there are people that are listening to this who've never been on a film set, who've never made a movie. And I I want to inspire them and say, look, this is a very unique and very special and you're going to love it. You either going to love it or you're going to hate it, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, because, uh, it's, not, it's not Iron Man. It's, <laughs> right? No, but it's, um, it's a very, um, it's a very unique uh, industry and and at the same time it's very you know going you know your your people the junkies right uh, mm. t- it's very addicting <laughs> 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 um, and so I'm I'm hoping that with the conversation that we had here with you they sort of uh, were able to paint a picture of what they can expect and how they should work on their film. I mean, regardless of whether you're making a film with a, you know, regular camera, with whatever you can find, uh, you made an exceptional film. You made a feature-length film, which is over an hour and 20 minutes long. Mm, yeah. And um, and you captured with a wonderful story. And, and that's kind of like what I want to emphasize, that, yes, you need the story, but there there's this whole other side that has nothing to do with lenses and gimbals and things like that, but it has to do with like the structure of how to tell that story into into a film hmm. and how to portray that just by grabbing the phone and using all the creativity that you guys did and, and having a team, you know, building that team. Yeah, and that's the other great news is that um, do we we – I have developed a team now, so we continue to develop stuff all together. Um, the bit short films, or um, uh, I, I plan to do another one 
Another well, feature. Yeah, you said it's a 10-10 between acting and filmmaking, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I have a wonderful, I'll, I'll know exactly who to go to next time. So that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, when you approached them the first time and said, hey, we're, I'm going to shoot this film and we're going to do it on my, by the way, I have the same phone, the iPhone 6S. <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. Yeah, I got the, the big one with the big screen. So yeah. just for the film, I got it. Yeah, and so. I still got it. You know, when you approached them and asked them that, what what was their reaction at first? Um, it was all positive. They they mainly, they all said yes. I, I uh, my first thing was the family. Mm-hmm. I wanted to cast the family first. Um, so I went straight to Matt. Um, and then uh, Derba followed. Uh, but the whole time I was still trying to find someone to play the uh, the Gabby role. Um, so, but they, they, they all, they all said yes. And I met them privately. Um, and, uh, they, they, it was a nice compliment. They told me that my passion is contagious. So I might've brainwashed them in some way. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, they all said yes. They all jumped to it really. Um, I I didn't have to really, I, I never felt like I was really having to convince anyone, um, because I know fundamentally they're all passionate actors. And, and they was uh, and you had do. a, a you, you know they read the script too, right? So Yeah, so I had uh, an outline in the script. Um, also the Gabby characters required to do some pretty raw things, um, pretty intense stuff. So um Tequila never had any problem with that. Um, and all the actors at certain moments have bits that are a bit intense well, yeah. <laughs> um, but I shared around I, I got in there as well um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they all were optimistic um, also it just trust I uh, in fact uh, on the first day of shooting as soon as people were about to arrive at the house um, and I was just about to shoot the first scene um, I said to my wonderful producer Kim I said look uh, other than uh, telling them what to do how, how do I know they're going to do it how do I make that connection um and she just said look you just have to trust them and that's true of acting as well if you trust the people you're working with it's so much easier and, and the work is often better um so i think we all had a good relationship where we all trusted each other yeah and i think the fact that like like what we were talking about before with um you know the actors are handling the camera basically so they really were in control. I mean, that's the ultimate trust right there, too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I um, I, I trusted them completely. Yeah, you didn't um, really I, have I any trust- choice. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Well, well, I remember uh, Jess, who plays Cass, when it was her turn, she would get a bit handshaky, a bit nervous. <laughs> the, um, the responsibility, um, but that's because she's uh, wants to get it right. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very proud of her performance. I think she's fantastic. She's the, the junkie cast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, well, you all, I mean, it, like I said, it, it, it made it, you know, where you're going back and forth, but is this real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are these real junkies, you know, and, and somebody, and this guy found their footage and he, you know, prettied it up in the beginning. And then next thing you know, we're watching the real raw stuff i mean what's going on here it's it's a you did a good job so yeah i want to congratulate you that was again that's your first film and so i would tell our listeners to come to san diego not only to meet you in person uh yeah ask you questions you know and uh who knows maybe they can work with you on your next film Mm, absolutely i need all the help i can get (laughs) (laughs) now i want to uh, I want to play a little game uh, with you. Um, it's called the shout out game. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do is have you, it's a 20 seconds. It's all it's going to take. It's going to, it's going to go by so fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in, in 20 seconds, uh, share movies that maybe, maybe films that inspired you to, to do what you do to act. Uh, films that inspired me to act? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know. Did I, could I made it, <laughs> I couldn't make it harder. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm so getting... you're ready. Get set. No time. No warning. Go. Uh, the fighter. Uh, Batman and Robin. Batman '89. Uh, anything with Jack Nicholson, pretty much. Um, Pop Fiction. Reservoir Dogs. Dog Day Afternoon. Godfather Two. And uh, uh, <laughs> Wild Card. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> um, Terminator. <laughs> All right, finish finish that last one. <laughs> uh, Lethal Weapon. Nice. So I I think I've watched every single film that that you just brought up. <laughs> cool. I think there's a lot there, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, and be, and the funny thing you said at the beginning is those films inspired you to act. And most people say, you know, uh, those are the worst kinds of films for acting because they're so <laughs> <laughs> action based. <laughs> Well, I'm a big fan of, um, uh, I guess, expression. Uh, there's some yeah. good <laughs> expressions in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, when I was a little kid, I wanted to have some part in, in filmmaking. But I thought I wanted to be in the movies until I found out they don't really get to live those adventures <laughs> that it was all yeah. fake. Yeah. And yeah. then it's just sort of like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's all pretty heartbreaking. Right? Well, when you're a kid, you're just going, I get to ride on, you know, I get to, you know, live with pirates for a while on a ship in the middle yeah. of the ocean. I get to ride horses, play with real swords, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. And um, and so, and I was very active when I was a, a, a kid, too, so... These are the kind I loved Vikings for some reason, and yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. they're in vogue right now, right? Yeah, well, they're I know, right? For like the last few years, that they're like all over the place, and I'm like, oh, this must be a calling to me. I need to make a Viking movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> and um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's just funny, you know, the, you know, almost. But what I'm telling, I I think too, it's um we're all in the same industry. So there, there's a lot of connection in what we all, you know, find similar in this. But what I would say to our listeners is to do, you know, you were bringing up, you know, playing around and testing things on the camera and mm. to keep doing that, because that's probably one of the things that has helped you uh, test and, and have the confidence, right. To make a feature film. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, one of the, the best things about filmmaking is probably one of the worst, which is you only get good at it by doing it. Um, the more you do it, the better you get. And especially where I am in Australia, there aren't too many opportunities, not as anywhere near as many as there are in the States. Um, so you really are inspired to do it yourself. Yeah, well, when you come to San Diego, you're going to find out something really interesting about us, um, which is really quite unique to us. You can go it's from... <laughs> we have Vikings. <laughs> uh, but literally, you can go from the mountains to the ocean, downtown, and everywhere in between, all in one day. Wow. Yeah, and the deserts. You can hit the deserts, too. Yeah, I'm looking. The, the desert's something I'm quite drawn to. Actually, I, I want to check that out. I hate the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> because I'll, I'll I hate find. looking out, and it's just all flat and nothing. It's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love being on top of mountains, looking down at everything. You know, to me, that's more epic. You know, but but yeah, you can do that here, and we even have sand dunes. Oh, terrific. I'll yeah. bring my boogie board. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can take that from the dunes out to the ocean and go surfing. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So so anyways, um, is there anything that you'd like to well, first of all, how can our, our listeners follow you? Uh Instagram. Okay. Um uh, I'm I'm very, very new to it. Um so I've got a grand total of twenty three followers. Uh, and, um, I, I'm, I'm very, very new to this stuff. So, um, and then what, what is your yeah. Instagram handle or whatever it's called? Your username, uh, Ross Perkins, 28. Okay. 
And then what is your, you, are you on Twitter? No Twitter, no. No, no tweeting? <laughs> no, no tweeting, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's in the pipeline, it's in the works. Well, yeah, it helps you with marketing because at least people can tag you. Yes, yeah. You know, instead of just hashtagging you because they're, I'm sure there's got to be more than one Ross Perkins around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and then you're, are you on Facebook? Uh, no Facebook at the moment, uh, but I have the Guild, which is the, uh, the comedy sketch, um, they're, they're where I upload that. And that, okay. And that, that's a page on Facebook or? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so that's called the Guild? Yes. Okay. And what else, where else can they, do you have a website? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, Ross Perkins at wordpress.com. Okay, cool. So now everybody knows how to how to go and and find you and become your fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Well, and if they, I'm sure you know, if they have questions or whatever, um, if they absolutely cannot come to San Diego, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that they can somehow get in touch with you and follow you and um, and network with you or whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, I hope, I hope our listeners got, I know, I'm, 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 I know I've, I've learned a few things here, uh, from you and I'm sure they have too, but I hope they're inspired to, um, uh, to, to do a lot more with their phones and to make their films and not think that they're limited to short films, uh, because they're using phones. I mean, and you're not even using, you didn't even use the iPhone X or the Pixel 3 or anything extravagant like that. And no, you, no. it's a great story. And um, and it's it's going to be here in San Diego next April. And so are you. So Yeah, th thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing everything. And um, what time is it over there right now? Uh, it's 4.22 p.m. 4.22. So you're ready for wh – what time do you guys eat dinner there? Uh, 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock. So you're like between lunch and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ready right. for a coffee. <laughs> um, we call it afternoon tea. So yeah, yeah afternoon tea time. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we'll go have some tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say say goodbye to our listeners. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you all soon. <laughs>